Yeah, you're opening. No, I'm not opening. You know. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> right. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Maze, and welcome to the Noise Podcast. Welcome back to the Noise Podcast, and we're already on episode three. Episode three in a week. I can't believe. See, this is One this week. is what we do when we go in. We go all yeah. in. So none for so long. All of a sudden, three in a week, and hopefully, I'm gonna publish all these at the same time. Right. So I hope that you listening have listened to two already. And this will be the third one. This they were episode, a good two. They were a good two. They were a good did you two. enjoy the first yeah, two? I did. So we've had sort of the introductory episodes. Mm-hmm. This episode is going to run a little bit more like a normal episode, if you like. Yeah. Um, because the other two were just introducing myself, introducing Matt. And then we had Doug on yeah. talking about how the ministry... How we got here. How we got here. Yeah. And now we're here. You know, um, in the first two episodes, we had slight... Minor technical, Minor difficulties. technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, the rice crispy noise. Yeah. But and I, I told you that I try and get hold of my brother, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And I did that. Um. So he came down and we sat here for probably an hour, waiting for the noise to see what it was. How many times do you think it happened? Absolutely zero. Not. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like half of me was annoyed because I, if it went wrong, at least we could then fix it. Yeah. But the, in fact, it went perfectly. Honestly, now, if it, if it happens during this recording, I might lose it. I might start throwing things. We'll have to call him down as it happens. Yeah. So then yeah. we can keep going. Yeah. What was it, Karen? <laughs> um, but anyway, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Hopefully it's sorted and it's Hopefully it, it is. So let's just see how it goes. Um, so this week, right, we've got a bit of an issue. Yeah. Logistic issue. Matt is here and our guest this week is Matt. Hello. Hi, Matt. Hello. So this is Matt Bayliss. So I'm stuck between two Matts. I don't really know what to do about this. So you, you must have been in this situation before. There's a lot of Matthews in the world. Yeah. How are you going to You just goes by last names for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I used to be called Bayliss. Yeah I, yeah, I would rather call you Bayliss than you, George. Yeah. That doesn't sit no, well with Bayliss me. is that's the norm. I feel He's... like we've called you Bayliss a lot. For yeah, this I've reason. never called no. you Johns. No. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that doesn't seem right. I think I was in youth club and uh, there was about five Matthews in youth club. Yeah, that so makes we, sense. Yeah. We have to come up with names for each other. So Bayless kind of stuck then. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So there are a lot of Matthews around. Yeah. So you're Bayless for today, but you've obviously, you're used to that. So that's fine. So this is Matthew Bayless. How are you, Matthew? I'm good and it's good to be here. Good man. Um, so Matt, for those of you who don't know, has been involved in Noise Ministries from the start. Again, just like Doug, at the minute we're just getting all, you know, the OGs. Yeah. The OGs, we're getting them <laughs> in. Um, Matt has been um, doing stuff for Noise Ministries, well, even before we started, really. Um, so Matt is a photographer, very gifted photographer, videographer. Um, and he is also, well, we talk a bit more about your other side project in a bit. Um, but if you've seen... Uh, the Calling Us Home EP, the picture that was shot on the cover of that. Matt took that. We'll talk a bit about that now. And also, if you've seen the Noise Ministries promotional video that we recently uploaded at the start of the year, Matt actually uh, was responsible for that as well. And I'm really, really chuffed with that. And actually, a few people have told me how good it looks. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. So that's really good. So you've done a really good job with that. So um, you first got into photography... 
Well, how long ago? Well, I think when I was uh, quite young as a child, um, I remember my grumpy, he had uh, one of those camcorders, you know, one of those big camcorders, mm. yeah, black and white screen on it, big, those big DV tapes. And he had one of them. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I want to have a go there. So I had a go. I was rubbish, you know, zooming in, zooming out, zooming in. Oh, yeah, in, yeah, you know? yeah. Loved the zoom when I was a kid. Yeah. Try and zoom in on someone's nose, like, you know, and just hold it. Um, but yeah, he had one of them. And I think that kind of ignited it. And I thought, oh, I really like these cameras and what you can do with them. But it wasn't until much later on. And I think when I was choosing my GCSEs, um, I was rubbish in school. I couldn't do any of the, uh, you know, maths and mm-hmm. science and all that. But uh, the option to do media studies came up. So I thought, oh, I'll go and do that. It seems all right. And then I started getting to it. And, you know, I did a bit more camera work in there and uh, learning about photography and video. And then I was hooked. That's where it all started, really. Yeah, I feel like with some uh, a subject like media studies, it's one of these things where people say, oh, what's the point? Like, you, you can't get anything with a media studies degree or A-level. But it's it's one of those subjects where it's so practical that the stuff you learn during your study is really useful later on, even if the degree isn't as such. Is that Was that the case for you, would you say? Yeah, yeah. Like at that point, I wanted to be a camera operator. You know, I wanted to be a cameraman for um, film and television. And I used our media studies lesson then to learn about, you know, the target audience and stuff like that. And, and yeah, it just went from there. Awesome. I was also a media studies kid as Were well. Were you? Yeah. So yeah. What, what did you special? Was that photography or was it more... No, it was, it was pretty rounded. Like it was more the analytical side of it for my course. I don't know how it changed if, when you were doing it, but uh, it was... Was was this like a passion of those or were you like, there's one box that I've got to pick? Well, and... no, I wanted to I wanted to try it in GCSE because I did a lot about it from older friends and they all really enjoyed it. So I tried it in GCSE and then did it in A-level as well. Interesting. It, it's fun. Well, there we are. Yeah. If if yeah. if any one of you have studied media studies, send us a message. Shout out. How did it go? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Um, what was your favorite part of it? What did you learn? What's your passion? How do you want to use that in the future? But I'm personally am very glad that you had a passion for photography because uh, it's been amazing to work together since the start. So when I was doing my first EP, I thought, oh, Matt, Matt's really good. And like, who do I know who's really good at photography? I was like, oh, Matt uh, does photography. So I was like. Okay, so I want to do this CD. I've got this idea. So it's sort of having a picture overlooking Ponty because yeah. the CD is called Calling Us Home and my home is Pont Breathe. It just made sense to me and I could visualize this sort of picture but didn't know how we could make it happen. Um, and we had, a, we had a quite a good day going up to the common. If you um, want to know a little bit more, Matt was vlogging that day. Um, as he's doing today, actually. Um, and Matt does a lot of YouTube stuff. So if you go over to his YouTube channel, you can actually see the vlog of us shooting that um, CD cover. That's right. What, what's your YouTube channel called, remind me? If you, youtube.com forward slash Matt Bayliss. But and Bayliss is spelled? Bayliss is spelled B-A-I-L-Y-E-S. If you remember Bale, yes, you should have it right. Yeah, sometimes I say to people, oh, I'm going to see Matt Bayliss. They're like, you spelled his name wrong. I'm like, no. No. Because <laughs> they think it's like Bailey's. Bailey's, Bailey's, everything I've had. Yeah. Well, so that's like me with my first name, Bailey. I get yeah. them all sorts as well. The worst one I ever had was, um, I can't remember where I was, maybe a, p- a church or something. And um, someone said, oh, what's your name? I said, Mailer. He said, Byron? <laughs> how How does that sound anything similar? That's not, I, that's not close. I haven't got a clue. So anyway, 
we went up to the common overlooking Ponty and I, I had this idea that I really just wanted the sun as it was going over the mountain because I think we went up around sunset. Yeah. But the problem with that is we got there a bit early. We were just waiting when we, <laughs> we just so you just took some shots and random pictures that actually i've used a lot of those so it was actually yeah. useful that we were stuck there um but the one we actually got i'm so happy with it because it's literally like halfway behind the mountain it's beautiful if you've not seen it and the rays of the sun just sort of like shine across the town um and it really was perfect so that's how you first got involved and then on the actual launch night of Noise Ministries, you were there as well. Yeah. Um, taking pictures then as well. Um, so, and you can see all those. Um, some of them are on the Noise Ministries website. Some of them are on my social media if you look back to uh, the launch night posts. Um, and how has this experience been for you? Like, why do you agree to be involved in Noise Ministries? Is it something that excited you? Um, obviously, you're behind the vision and support the vision. So, what did you think when you first heard about this stuff? Yeah, like, obviously... Um, people say I'm gifted in photography and video and mm-hmm. it'd be a shame to keep that to myself. Yeah. So to have that opportunity to go out and, uh, you know, uh, produce videos and photographs, which got a purpose behind it, you know, it gives a satisfaction and then seeing it out on the internet and watching the views counts go up and watching the yeah. likes go up on Facebook, like, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I help do that. You know? Yeah. One, one of my favorites that we've done together was filming the fridge freezer video. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, the video's not the best. We just literally went to the church, <laughs> sat in front of a fridge freezer and just filmed it. No real microphones, nothing major. But it actually did really well. Um, and I remember when we hit a thousand views, you were like, yeah, a thousand views. And I think it got up to like 3,000 something in the end. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think that was like the video side of thing. I think that's just the song itself. <laughs> it could well, be the worst video in the world, but people just want to listen to the song. Yeah, but it, you know, some sort of video had to be made and you, and you did that, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so you've been with us from the start and it's been really good to work together. The last thing we did was the, obviously the promo video. Yeah. So you came to the first anniversary concert, shot a lot of footage there. And then we then used that and I talked a little bit. And like I said earlier, I'm really proud of that video and I think it's come out really well and you've done a really good job. Um, which means that I'm going to u- have to use you more. Sorry, Matt, <laughs> you've, you know, you've locked yourself in now because um, the stuff is, is really good. Um, and I just... It's, so important to make like good quality content because um, sometimes with with Christian stuff people are just like nah you know don't worry about it we haven't yeah. got the money we haven't got this and that but it's still important because it's such an yeah. important message we need to be doing good quality content and that's what I try and make and I know yeah. you put a lot of time and effort into making it look good which is why I love working together um, it reflects on your work a lot as well if you've got bad photos people aren't going to want to listen to the music that much you know you've got to catch the eye of the yeah, yeah. And, you know and that's where the media studies come yeah. in from school, you know. Yeah. What makes a picture appealing to the eye? Yeah, why do you makes... look at this magazine out of all of them? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm getting educated here yeah. by the media <laughs> studies guys, but no, that's really good to know. Um, and that's your area of expertise, so I just leave that to you guys. That's why I use Matt and other people. And, uh, you know, I can't do everything myself. There's a lot more stuff I can't do. I can just write a few songs and then I just get a lot of people to help me you out. You've got to delegate in them. Yeah, delegate yeah. No, yeah, that's, 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 that's a skill. Um, since then, Matt, you've got married. I have. I'm still married. I've still got the ring on. Well that's done. Good good. Congratulations <laughs> on that. How long has that been now? Um, well, like I said, I'm not very good at maths, but since June. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to work that out just in case I get it wrong and people laugh at me. Um, how's that going? Really well. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. What is the best thing about being married? Because me and Matt are both single guys, you know. Well, it's been able to uh, 
you know, share your passions with each other, go places with each other. And yeah, at the moment, we're really into uh, Pokemon Go. Okay. We're, <laughs> we're back into that. So we're playing a lot of that and that's something we do together and it's good, you know, time yeah, together, good. bonding yeah. time. So some lads who are listening to this are like, why can't my wife yeah, be like, like what? <laughs> she just shouts at me when I play Pokemon Go, when I play Xbox and stuff. Like oh. I get home from work on a Friday, she's like, tomorrow we're going out at uh, 10 o'clock, we're going to go and play Pokemon. And then we're going to have lunch at 12 o'clock. And then one o'clock, we'll go back out and play Pokemon. It's There's like a he's made happening there. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, okay, if we have to. So that's the best thing about being married, sharing your passions. What's the worst thing? The worst thing? Okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just leave it there, will <laughs> And that was a test, and you passed. Good. Well done. So, Chloe, if you're listening, top marks for him. Passed with flying colours. Um, so I'm really glad that's going well. I've got, I've, so I've actually made some notes this week, Matt. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning. Because um, I'm a bit all over the shop. So we've mentioned the launch night. We've mentioned the calling us home pictures. And we've mentioned the promo. We've mentioned your YouTube channel. But there's one other thing that is very different um, that okay. you're interested in. One of your hobbies and one of your businesses is weird and strange creatures and animals. How on earth did you get into that? Well, don't talk about Chloe like that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so he was doing so well, not saying there was anything worse than being married. I hope she turned off because she was so proud. Yeah, I hope so. I really that. hope she switched off before then because he's in the doghouse. I love you really, Chloe. <laughs> right, come on, before you dig yourself a deeper hole. Yeah, um, yeah, I like to keep unusual animals. I got quite a few snakes, lizards, tarantulas. I've had some bugs all the time. And yeah, tropical fish. Uh, so yeah, um, I do get some, you know, funny looks walking down the street with a dragon on my shoulder (laughs) (laughs) you don't take him up for walks do you no but my dragon does have a harness on the lead oh so 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 you could if you wanted to yeah if she wanted to i'd let her and so how did that start did you always like like strange creatures and insects and yeah like growing up i always like going to zoos okay or going to pet shops and i always got drawn to the reptile enclosure right looking at the snakes and the uh and the lizards but I never in a million years thought, oh, I could have one of them as a pet. Whereas I've never even considered that idea. Um, but yeah, I've always, oh, believe it or not, I've had a phobia of snakes. And, uh, and I think that's what got that me. Yeah, it is. I it didn't is believe odd. that. Yeah, I have a phobia of snakes. And you know, I used to have nightmares about snakes as well. Snakes I, hate, I hate snakes personally. So maybe one day I'll own a snake. Maybe, maybe. And even today, even now, after owning snakes for the last five or six years, I still have dreams about snakes attacking me, which is kind of weird, right? But it's that fear that got me interested in reptiles. I thought, like, what is it about snakes that I really don't like? What yeah. is it so scary about snakes? So, you know, you jump onto Google, watch YouTube videos of snake attacks. And then I, you know, when you're on YouTube, you kind of watch a video and then it recommends a video. You fall oh, down the hole. And then you fall yeah. down the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. I found these millions and millions of channels all about reptile keeping and then these people holding them. I'm like, what's that guy holding the snake in his hand for? What's it's going to bite him? <laughs> but I kept watching and thinking, hang on, these things are not as bad as you, they made them out to be. Yeah. There's yeah. different species of snakes. Some are friendly. Well, I wouldn't say friendly, but some tolerate being handled and some of them absolutely don't. And it's a bit like people, really. You know, some people you can tolerate, some you can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I, t- I tolerate everyone personally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just that fear of snakes got me interested in it, finding more about snakes and realizing, oh, it's actually not that bad. So I, I moved out and then I decided, right, I can get a snake now. I can get a pet snake. And, and I did. I went to a pet shop and I bought a snake. I bought the setup. 
and then within a few weeks I had another two. Wow. <laughs> and just then spiraled. Someone offered me a bearded dragon. I thought, okay, yeah, I'll have that. And then people start asking, oh, do you do birthday parties? Can you come to our youth club with your animals? And I thought, okay. And I had a turtle as well at this point, so I'd take all my animals, go and do a show there. Mm. And then it kind of blossomed from there. And people say, no, can you come and do my party? Can you come and do my birthday party? Wow. I think I need to get some more animals. You've done yeah. some open days for us in the church as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done some fun days in the church. Yeah. That's really interesting. So it really, it was quite organic how it all happened. Yeah. It wasn't like you set out, like, I want to start a business. I'll get all these animals and advertise. It was just, you bought a couple of animals and it naturally progressed. Yeah. And I realized like people are interested in having these animals at their parties because can you imagine having a birthday party and telling your friends, oh, i got snakes, i got lizards, i got, you know, tarantulas coming to my birthday party, you know, that's a cool kid in the class. I've I'd, I'd one think one two maybe, ways. You, maybe you want to get some real friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it just blossomed from there. And I, well, there was one kid I had, um, every single year he asked me to come to his birthday party. Oh, three or four oh. years, the same kid. And suddenly well, it's obviously stopped. gone down well then. Yeah, suddenly it stopped. It probably the mother saying, like, I think you've had enough for that now. <laughs> yeah, oh, fair enough. I mean... Yeah, so you get up to all sorts of different things, um, and that side of things is really interesting. Um, and I've seen your animal collection once or twice. It's probably grown since then as well. But in all now, what have you got? Um, well, I've got two pythons. Uh, I've got a corn snake. I've got a bearded dragon, two crested geckos, a tarantula, and a turtle. So it's about, well, I've lost count, even though I'm using my fingers, about eight okay. different animals in the okay. world. So is that easy to keep? Um, compared to domestic animals, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only feed the snakes once a week and they often make a mess once a week. So it's not like a daily chore sort of thing where you have to go and feed them every day. You have to clean them up every day. Right. And that's quite good for someone like myself who's got quite a busy lifestyle. I do, you know, I work long hours as well. So I haven't got, always got time to look after these animals. But having reptiles, they're a lot easier to look after when I like a cat or a dog or a hamster or something like that. Yeah, it's impressive yeah. that you fit it all in your full time job, then you're doing do these parties and looking after your animals, and <laughs> and then you're making videos and doing photography shoots. Um, I don't do and that then, much. And then to fit Pokemon Go in as well, yeah. you oh, know, know the commitment level is, you know, fair play. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. really really high. Um, so that's really an introduction to Matt Bailey's. Uh, you know, we've covered a lot of stuff, so I'm going to move on. And uh, I told you this earlier, but I've got mm-hmm. a little game for you two to play. Uh-oh. And yeah, I, I... I'm, the, I'm the referee slash commentator for this. Um, so it's time for our first section of Game Against the Guest. So this is the first edition of Game Against the Guest. And I was thinking, right, I want to play a game with you because I know you're massively into games and different thing and i remember once uh you i think it might have been your 18th or something like that we, you want to have a lot of people up your house right and basically we just play different games all night and it was awesome like <laughs> really cool like interesting new games and you and your dad especially are like masters of thinking of oh, yeah. different games to play and we've um, been the beneficiaries we've been on the receiving end of the games <laughs> in, yeah. in, in our church yeah. um we used to we used to play um different games after Sunday school, didn't we? Do you remember those? Oh, yeah, your dad used to invent games. Yeah, and we yeah. used to um, play one ball against the wall. Just ball against the wall, yeah. Two teams lining up either side of the room. <laughs> Great game. And try and launch frisbees and footballs at the walls. And that was black guys as well. That was great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was one where you had to um, get 
uh, a football or something. You had to roll it to each other and you had to get it through a table, but you were stuck in like hoops. Yeah, just yeah you some games are just too complicated. With one foot, yeah. <laughs> oh, me and Matt, um, me and Matt Jones have got a new one now for you though. In holiday club this year, oh, we yes. invented uh, the, the best Lu- game, the Luau ever. Olympics. Okay, so we had a Hawaiian night with the the flowers, yeah. the the Luau flowers thing, and we came up with about four or five games using these. Yeah, and, we just uh, rattled them we'll off for like an hour. Time. But anyway, this game is called is is it sort of a, a tennis theme, and it's I've called it Game Set Matt because it's too nice. Mats. Mm. Yeah, nice. you like that? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you're going to go back and forth. And the first round, which is sort of based on the name of the game, you're going to have to name me famous Matt's or Matthews. Oh, and you're no. going to take it in turns going back and forth. And whoever can't think of one within five to seven seconds, I haven't got a time. I'm just going to tell you you're out. Um, you will lose the point. And right. then we'll move on, okay? So have a little think. I'll give you 10 seconds to have a think of your first couple. And then you're going to... So famous Matt or Matthews. Now, I've got a list. You can go off the list okay. if it's a real person. Yeah. Well, so yeah. not characters. Yeah. Actual people. Actors so the or actors singers. Or singers, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, any famous person. Got it. That the three of us know quite well yeah. I'll count not someone in church you know that doesn't okay. that doesn't yeah. count <laughs> so Matthew Bayless no so, <laughs> not yet anyway you could be famous one day Maybe. who knows so right I will be commentator because it's like we're playing tennis now okay that's, otherwise this the name of the game doesn't work do you see why I have to sort of like you know make a big I mean, deal it's, of this it's like tennis when you jump back and forth to each other right but if you if commentating over us talking about Matthews, it might not work. <laughs> More tennis you watch and jump back and forth to each other. No, no, I mean it's like the ball going back and forth. Now. Oh yeah. yeah, okay, that made way more sense. Yeah, I was like, were well, you just watching people jump over a net? That's not a normal that's tennis the high game. High jump, Matt. isn't it? Ah, that's uh, the high, that's high the thing. jump. That's the thing. Easily mixed up yeah. those two. Okay, so we're gonna have Bayless to serve. Okay, so oh. Bayless to serve. Matt Damon. Matt Smith. Matthew from the Gospel. <laughs> we'll count it. Matthew Lewis. I. He's stuck. Come on, Bayliss. I would honestly mind blank. Yeah. Have you got another one lined up, Matt? Possibly. I'm going to give you five more seconds. Matt from Top Gear, whatever the second name is. I'll give it to from you for friends, now. You know? As long as <laughs> as long as Matt Jones got another one. Uh, uh, Matthew Broderick. Yep. Yeah. That is a full hand down the line from Matthew Jones. Bayless is scrambling. I'm going to have to give you the point. Oh! oh! 15 Huge. love. 15 love, Matthew Jones. I'm out. Right, this is this is some of the ones you could have had. Okay. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew Perry. I was going for Matthew uh, Perry after he said the, Matthew Matt yeah, LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc is the one LeBlanc you're thinking of, yeah. Joey. Matt Damon, you said. Matt Smith, you said. Mm-hmm. I had Matthew Kelly from Stars in Their Eyes. Do you remember him? No. Oh, Never seen yeah, him. I remember him, yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt Bellamy from Muse. Um, Matt Groining, the Simpsons, oh, Simpsons guy. Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. Matt Lucas, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Matt Hardy, for any WWE fans. Yeah. Big Matt, Matt. Matt Baker, of The One Show. Matt Johnson, you know, the Welsh presenter. And Matthew Stevens, the snooker player. So there's plenty you could have had. So you need to up your game, Bayliss. Come on. I do, I do. You so you said um, 
Matthew from the Gospel, which which was debatable <laughs> even from the start. I mean, I give it's it famous, to you. It's famous, right? <laughs> yes, I'll allow it. Famous. Yeah, okay. Um, but basically, the next one, carrying on the Gospel theme, you now have to... The next point is famous marks. So, mm, okay. you see what I'm doing here? I you do, see where yeah. this is going? <laughs> so, when you're ready, it is Matthew Jones to serve. Okay. Uh, Mark Henry, another wrestling fan choice. Mark Wahlberg? Yep. Oh, dear. Well, what's a good return? That was my, that was my second <laughs> one. <laughs> a good return from Bayless there. Uh, Mark Labette from The Chase. Yes, I've actually got that one down. Well yeah. done. Mark Higgins? Oh, am I making that up? I don't know who it is, but I can't call him a liar. What does he do? <laughs> That's John Higgins. John right, I'll give you another shot. Um, we'll call that a let. Mark. I'm just making up tennis terms. <laughs> Holy one. I'm really not good at this. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> I'm not. Should have prepared myself. Yeah, but you didn't know what the game was. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Five seconds. Right. Nope. Into the net is 30 love. He's I probably screaming at me. So you could have had Mark Zuckerberg. I had Zuckerberg for my last one. That was out. Mark Hamill. Any Star oh, Wars fans? Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. For any Marvel fans, Marvel fan. Mark Ronson, music fans, Mark Twain, literature fans. Yeah. You know, the cultured ones might say Mark Twain. Um, Mark Wright for any uh, <laughs> uncultured <other> fans. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Labette, you said. Mark Hughes, football. Uh, Mark Owen from Take That. Mark Schwarzer, the goalkeeper. Mark Bartra, who was a defender for, I want to say Barcelona, but I think he moved to Dortmund then, I don't know. Anyway, football. Mark Cavendish, cyclist. And Mark Lawrenson, football again. So I wouldn't have, a lot of football. I wouldn't have thought of any of them. No. Okay, fair enough. Mark Hamill maybe might have had that. Yeah, I thought you might have yeah. pulled that one out the locker eventually. I had Zuckerberg next and I wasn't thinking past that. So carrying on the theme, what do you think comes next? What more are you thinking about? I can't think of one. <laughs> That's gotta be Luke, isn't it? No, it's not oh. actually. Because how many famous Lucas do you know? Fair point. Can you think of any? Nope. I researched it. There's only a few. I again. I think isn't there somebody called Luke Perry? I don't know. I don't know what he knows what he does. Mm. But I've heard him on TV a couple of times. I don't know. But... There's again football. Luke Shaw, Luke Donald, the golfer, and there's Luke Hemsworth, which is Chris Hemsworth's oh, yeah. brother. But come on, seriously, Westworld, who really think, knows it? about him? Yeah. Bless him. Yeah. Imagine having Chris it's, Hemsworth. But you're like it's you've, like the older of all of them has done. You've made it in the industry, but if you're Chris Hemsworth, but yeah. nobody really cares. Bless him. <laughs> anyway, so Luke was out of the question, but yeah. the final gospel, which is of course John. Well done. I was worried for a second. I let him have that one. <laughs> he needs one answer. Um, so that is the last category, and there, there's plenty of these. Okay, so oh, don't say that. I know. Heads on, Bayless. Mm-hmm. So you've basically already won. But for <laughs> just, right. just you're playing for pride now, Bayless. So it is Bayless to serve. Oh, so when you're a bit ready. more time to think. Honestly, I can't. You can serve oh. whenever you want. No, you're I... like them tennis players when they bounce the ball fifty times. Yeah. I was never good at tennis. The other one. They look at the three tennis balls. Yeah. Which one's the Throw best? Throw that one away. Like, get rid of that yeah. one. Bounce it fifty times, and then they serve. So you've still got a bit of time. John Major. Yeah. John Barrowman. You're good at this, Matthew Jones. I, I had that one ready about. Okay, okay. 
all that's coming to my head is Johnny English. I know I can't have that. We'll give it to you. We, you oh, need it. You need this, yeah. Can we go for Johnny Depp then? Is Johnny a... Allowed? Oh, well, it is now, isn't it? All right. So, fair <laughs> Johnny enough. Depp. Ooh. John. John from the Gospel. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. He needs it. All right. Uh, John it. the Baptist. <laughs> yeah, I had John the Baptist down, actually. Good. Oh. Trying to look at your books on the shelves now for inspiration. I don't think any of them are written by John, unfortunately. This is not being the game for you, is it? Are you any good no. at tennis? No, I was never good at tennis. <laughs> As if it would help. Yeah. <laughs> it clearly does. No. There must be a link. There must be a link. I'm going to give you five seconds. John Co- Culshaw. Yes, correct. Johnny Cash. Right. Give me a John. I just gave you John the Baptist. Yeah, you know? give me another John. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. Uh... You'll kick yourselves, guys, I'm telling you. Probably will, yeah. Let's give Bayless a point. Yeah. He needs one. Yeah. Let's, let's, you know, we can't I, have Johnny's in I'm, I'm out. No. Did you have anyone else? I was going to say Johnny Vegas. Okay, so if we carry Johnny on Johnny's, yeah. you might have had a few more. But yeah. So you had John Cena carrying on the WWE oh, yeah. theme. Yeah. Yeah. John Cleese. John Legend. We talked John, about John Cleese earlier. John well. F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. John Lennon. Come yeah. on, guys. John Wayne. John Travolta. John Denver. Do you know who he is? I've heard the name, but I don't... Take me home, yeah. country road. That's on my spot. John C. Riley. Yeah, I, you're a fan of his, aren't you? I, I, I like it. Yeah. John Goodman. Have you seen the the Flintstones film? John yeah. Goodman in yeah, yeah, yeah classic. I love that film. John Krasinski. Any U.S. Office fans? Oh yeah, he plays Jim. He's uh, Jack program. Ryan now as well. Isn't he? Jack Ryan. Jack yeah. Ryan. I again. If I, I watched that, Jim. I could yeah. not see Jim. Yeah, I'm with you. Have you seen Jack Ryan? I've seen the first one, yeah. Is it good? It is, yeah. But are you yeah, thinking... But you oh, are thinking just, you know, Michael Jim's Scott's going to the rails. <laughs> there was uh, John McEnroe on the tennis theme. Yeah. I would have given you triple points for that one. Uh, John Barrowman, you said. John Terry, football again. And John Williams, the composer of yeah. Star Wars, uh, Indiana Jurassic Jones. Park, Indiana Jones. He's written some banging uh, he's, themes. He's done well he? for himself, hasn't he? He really has. Yeah. Let's he's get noise ministry to John Williams level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, all I'd need is one film like that. Yeah, one Jurassic and Park would, and you're made for life. It would fund noise ministries yeah. forever. That's yeah. all I need is one film. So maybe I should start writing film scores. Yeah. Like well, we've got a cameraman here now as well. What's he going to do? Well, <laughs> film, film, film. Right film. To, oh. <laughs> I didn't realise you were about making the whole film. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you know, we got a better chance if we make your own film, haven't we? <laughs> well, at least we know that it'll be accepted yeah. to, to to be on the titles. So, okay, so we're going to make a film? So yeah. that's happening now, A new apparently. project then? Yeah, something to next do. Next week. Something to keep us busy. <laughs> Previewing next week. Yeah, don't say that. Um, you know what we're like. Can't even get this podcast up and running yet. Never no. mind making a film. Hey, full, three three full, in one week, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, give us a break. We it? can make a film in a week. I might not be able to publish them. These, these might go to waste. You never know. No, I'm sure they won't. So that was Game Set Matt. And that was the end of... Game Against the Guest. So... Anyway, that was just a little bit of a break in the little interview we're having like with, with Bayliss. Um, so, again, it'd be nice if I could think of a, a game to suit the different guests. So I thought, there's two mats. Mm. How can you fit that in a game? Yeah, I got a theme going. So the game will mostly rely on the pun, unfortunately. Yeah, That's you can make the game be. around the pun. Exactly. Yeah, think of the pun Not the first. other way around. Yeah, Not no. the other way around. The pun is the most important thing. Yeah. Um, so 
going back to you, Matt, obviously, um, Noise Ministries is a, a Christian ministry, is a Christian organization. Um, and one thing I really want to talk about on this podcast is faith. Um, we've talked about um, how I became a Christian and a little bit of Matt's story. Um, and for you, you grew up in church with us as well, for those yep. who don't know, in Kuiper Mine. Um, you've been taken away since, you know, finding this girl. Oh, goodness me. She's not getting a good rap. Sorry, Chloe. <laughs> no, She's a no. lovely girl. I really hope she yeah. turned off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're not there anymore, but you grew up with us in church. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you and your brother, me and my brother. Lot, uh, like I was, we were saying with Matt on the first episode, there's a good gang of us um, growing up. Hmm. Um, and for you... When were you baptized? That was quite. How old were you? Do you remember? I think I was about seventeen or eighteen when I got baptized. Yeah, I think, I think it was about eighteen. That age. Yeah, around about eighteen. Um, and that decision. Why did you make that? Was it because I? You've always really been a Christian, would you say, or have you always believed? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you, you know, you grow up in a Christian family and you go to church. Classic. Classic. We said this, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you go to church every Sunday. You go to the youth clubs and all the other things. Um, but there wasn't one particular moment in my, you know, walk with Jesus where I decided right, I'm going to become a Christian from this moment onwards. Yeah. You know, I always mm -hmm. consider myself to be a Christian. But I guess it wasn't until my late teens where I decided right, I want to take my faith seriously now. I know mm. I know all the Bible stories. I know, you know, um, about God and Jesus and what Christianity means. But now I want to start living that life sort of thing. So but that was more of a gradual decision uh, more than anything. And that's when I decided right, to start this journey, I, I need to get baptized now. Once I get baptized, you know, that's where the journey really begins. You know, that's when you really start to grow in your faith and you learn more. And it's, that's yeah. an important point, actually, in that you can go to church, you know, you can believe in God, but ultimately God asks for a decision um, and he's going to hold us all accountable for that. Um, mm -hmm. And really baptism, what's good about it is that it is that thing of I'm choosing to step up and tell people this is who I am. So the fact that you did that was basically just your choice, wasn't it? And to show everyone this is my choice now and I'm going to live this life from now on. Yeah. And from then on, I'm sure you've had a, a lot of ups and downs and I know you have. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to give us um, some of the history of what's happened to you since that? Um, that was what, a decade ago now and more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so give us some of the sort of highs and lows that you've been on. I know God has... Um, Maybe you've you've had struggles in your journey as well. So how has your faith helped you in that? Yeah, I mean, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, you become a Christian, and a lot of people think, "Oh, once a Christian, they're you know a good boy sort of thing." But, <laughs> you know, I've made that decision, but I still kind of leave one of those double lives. You know, I was a Christian, and then I was also you know drinking a little bit as well, going out on a Friday and Saturday night, and and really not reflecting who I was as a Christian, and. Um, it wasn't until I was about 20, how was I, yeah, 22, I think I was, when um, an opportunity came up for me to uh, go and do an apprenticeship in Shropshire at uh, an outdoor activity centre. Um, mm. So they trained me up to become um, an outdoor activity instructor for rock yeah. climbing, abseiling and raft building, archery, fencing, all this kind of stuff. So that was my first uh, taste of moving out. So I moved away for a year. I spent a year living in England 
bit of an experience. Um, I've done especially well doing Six Nations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it, this organization I was with was actually a, um, a faith-based organization. It was um, for people uh, of Christian backgrounds, open-minded to the Christian faith. Um, so living there, I was moved away from, you know, my uh, church, moved away from like, youth clubs, and I was really out on my own now. If I wanted to continue my faith, I need to pursue it myself because, you know, back home, everything was a routine, wasn't it? You mm-hmm. go to a church on a Sunday and you go to a youth club on a Tuesday and a Friday and coffee shop on a Sunday, and it's routine. But then I was taken out of that and I was left to my own devices. So it was up to me then to keep up my faith. And, um, yeah, that's when I started to explore a bit more, um, start reading the Bible a bit more. We'd have morning devotions. Um so yeah, everything was going well. And I finished that year. Um, I decided I wanted to go back to university. I wanted to get a degree and get out there. The degree was supposed to be in uh, film and video, actually, producing mm. uh, films and television programs. So I started that degree in 2011. And then I was most of the way through there. And 2012, March 2012, um, I think it was one of my days off where I got up walked down to the uh, bathroom, looked in the mirror, and I noticed my, my neck on my right side was swollen. It was like twice the size of what it should be. You know, quite a scary thought. Yeah. Normally, yeah. Um, you'd think you've got some sort of fever, you know, you, you're, it's swollen, but I didn't feel ill at all. I just felt completely fine, completely normal, just got a lump on my neck. Um, so I made that decision and to phone the doctors. I made an appointment a few days later. By the time the appointment came out, the swelling had gone down, and I was completely back to normal. I thought... Oh, do I still go to the appointment or not? Um, but I decided to go anyway. Um, I went down there, explained to him what's happened, and then he said, oh, you need to go straight to the hospital, get some tests done. I'm like, okay. And it wasn't until I had a biopsy, um, they then confirmed then that I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So that happened. Do you want to explain what that is for people who might not know? Yeah, Hodgkin's lymphoma is a type of blood cancer. Um, it's basically when you're white blood cells, which is your good blood cells, become bad. And I think what caused the lump was all the white blood cells are clogged up and it caused a lot of swelling. Um, so yeah. at, that, at that moment, like I can't imagine just getting that news. What are you, What's your initial sort of thinking at that point? What's, what are you feeling? It's kind of like, is this really happening to me? Yeah. This, this doesn't happen to me. This only ever happens to other yeah, people. Yeah. You know, and everybody thinks about everything. Um, so it, reality didn't really kick in until a lot later on because I felt normal. I felt fine. I didn't feel ill. I didn't look ill. I just carried on a normal life. But I was back and forth the hospital having tests. And uh, yeah, they told me I had cancer in my neck. Uh, but then I had a, a scan then, and a scan revealed that cancer had spread. It spread to my chest and my stomach and my spleen. Um, so it was a lot more serious than, you know, the first thought. And mm. that's when you start, oh, man, is this, this actually really is happening? It's quite scary. And, you, you know, you bring it back to your faith then. And, and I, I, was, I wasn't doubting my faith at all, you know. I was just asking God, why me? What's happening? Um, this is not right. Um, you're looking for answers, really. But mm. at that time, you just had this news, you got cancer. You've never considered it before, so you're just wondering, you know, God, what's going on? I wasn't trying to blame God. I was looking for someone or something to blame, uh, but I just couldn't find it at that moment. So that must have been really tough. Um, and you say it didn't shake your faith, but like anyone, you'd be 
questioning, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and I think for all of us, if we suffer in any way, we ask the question of God, well, why me? Why is this happening? Like, where are you in all of this? Um, but d- at the t- did they say that there was, obviously there's treatment available. Yeah. Um, and so did that give you hope? Did Would you have had hope anyway because of your faith? Or what were you thinking? Were you thinking, right, I'm going to be okay? Or did it cross your mind, you know? I don't know if it is. Yeah, I think what everybody does, as soon as you got something wrong with you, you straight on the internet. Yeah. You're, you're typing in. Oh, I've yeah. been there. You're typing in your symptoms. And according to Google, I should be dead. Right. You know, <laughs> I wasn't going to survive. Um, but Have that Google. <laughs> that <laughs> one Google nil. <laughs> what you should do, really, is what you read online is take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. They always give you the worst case yeah, scenarios, absolutely. you know. Um, so I knew how bad it could be. But it wasn't until like all the test results came back, I realized um, when they found out how severe the cancer was, they could tell me what the treatment is and how effective it is, what's the success rate. Once I had all that information, I could feel a bit better about it. Yeah. Um, but I guess the worst part about the whole cancer experience for me um, was the treatment itself. Yeah. The treatment mm-hmm. is absolutely grueling. It really, you know, really got to me. The treatment is what made me ill, basically. Like, you saw me without any hair, you saw me bald. You saw me without any eyelashes, eye, eyebrows, and I just lost hair. Um, I also lost about over two stone in weight. Mm. I would look like a skeleton. But that wasn't the cancer, did it? That was the chemotherapy. Yeah. So every two weeks, I'd have uh, chemo. And basically, chemo gets rid of your immune system. Um, because you've got all this foreign stuff in your body, your body wants to reject it. So your body is rejecting it. Your body's gone into panic mode. And that really, really drains you. I literally slept about two days after my first uh, chemo. I slept two days straight. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's what they say, isn't it? It's not often the, the cancer that makes you so ill initially anyway. It is yeah, the yeah. chemo. So while it is healing you, like it's, it's making you ill to, to do that process. It's a strange thing. And I remember that time. Um, yeah, me too. And it was, yeah, it was... I didn't really know what to think. Yeah, like like you say, you can believe it's happened to you, and it's yeah. also like, oh, it's happening to my it's friend, somebody I know, like someone yeah. I know, and um, someone so young as well. How old were you at that? Twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. So yeah. you just you don't think about it, do you? No. Um, what I'm wondering is when you get that sort of um, news, then I I know that drives a lot of people to just evaluate their life. Um, and oftentimes when people get this sort of news, they're like, right, I'm going to like use my life and um, what I've got left to just do what I love or to spread a certain message. Did any of that cross your mind even? Were you like, did it make you think, right, what am I living for? Yeah, it did. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, but I lost all motivation towards uh, uni uh, through my course. I didn't, didn't want to go back for whatever reason. Um, but what I wanted to do is get on with my life. I wanted to get a job. I wanted to get a house. I wanted to, you know, get married. I wanted to have a, you know, a nice car and all that kind of stuff. And because I realized then, what if I become ill again and don't make it next time? You know, I haven't accomplished what I wanted to in life. Um, so it did give me that drive to just get out there, find a job, start building up my career. And that's, you know, exactly what I did and where I am now. Yeah, yeah that's really good. So um, when did you start to see improvement? Um 
and what's that journey from that point to getting the all clear? Um, what, how long did that take? Um, yes, yeah, so when I started my chemo, um, I think it was after this. No, when they diagnosed me and they told me what the treatment was, they said you'll have four months of chemotherapy. So every two weeks for four months, you'll have chemo. Um, it, once they'd done all the scans, they found out you know the cancer had spread. They then said that it's going to be six months now. So I gone from like mentally preparing myself for four yeah. months of chemo to six months, and that you know that was quite difficult to uh, grasp to understand. Um, yes, from there, then I think it was about after my second chemo, um, they then did more scans on me. They said like the chemo's working, and the cancer cells are now dying. You know, and I thought, oh, that's that's quite quick. I've only had like two or maybe three doses of chemo yeah. and it's working. But like when doctors prescribe you antibiotics, they say they take this for six weeks and you're better after one week. You yeah. still got to finish the course. Yeah, yeah. So I had to finish the whole six months of uh, chemo, um, even though they've told me that the cancer cells are dead, but you need to carry on. Um, that, that was a real struggle for me because the chemo, I knew once I had a chemo in me, it was going to make me sick. It was yeah. going to make me tired. It was going to make me weak. And so my my mental process in that was really, really difficult. Um, all I had to do was look at some tablets. The tablets could be on the other side of the room. I'd see the tablets. My body will instantly react to that, and I'll start throwing up straight away. Wow. I couldn't even look at tablets. Wow. Um, so they stopped giving me all these... Uh, you know, pre-meds, anti-sickness, anti-sickness tablets was making me sick, bizarre. <laughs> so <laughs> it had the ideal. opposite effect, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so I had our news then, you know, uh, you know, the cancer is dead, the cancer cells dead, but you've got to keep carrying on. And that I really struggled with that. And I remember lying in bed one night and I could hear, no, it wasn't a physical sound, but I could hear his voice in my head saying, you know, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. And, you know, I can only put that down to like God speaking to me at that moment. Mm. Where it might have been a moment when I was really down mm. because I realized that I still got, you know, five or six months left of all this. I, I can't do it. And then uh, this voice in my head, very calm, peaceful voice saying, everything's going to be okay. And from that moment then I realized, you know, yeah, you know, I should trust God more in this. And I'll just get through it. I'll, I'll suffer all this. And then at the end, I know I'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. So how long did that take then when you saw improvement? to getting the all clear when was that when did you get the all clear i had the all clear then in september 2012 um so they gave me that all clear um but yeah it took at least another year then to fully right. recover from right. from that i remember I, I went about 18 months since um leaving uni to get my first job okay 18 months yeah oh and that's really good um and it's really while it's it's tough to you know, go through that. And even just to listen to the story, you know, it's upsetting to think what you and your family have gone through. But again, from my perspective and something that I really want people to see about Christianity and, and you being a Christian doesn't make things easier. It doesn't mean that you're no. exempt from the trials of life. It doesn't mean you're exempt from suffering. And oftentimes it means you're going to suffer more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you say to anyone who's going through a really, really tough time? Um, if, if, you know, if they know God, what would, what would you say to them? Um, well, it's a really difficult one because 
you could say is all part of God's plan. You know, you could say all the comforting stuff. You yeah, know, oh, it's yeah. all part of God's plan. God is with you, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be okay in the end. Yeah, you know? yeah. They they might not make it through the whole process. And we all know someone who you know who possibly died of cancer. Yeah. Um, and you can possibly think, how is that part of God's plan? Um, but really, um, it's quite a really tricky question to answer. Really, um, for myself. I made it through it maybe because, you know, I can share my story with other people, just talking about my experience, about, you know, how I got through it, what happened to me, how, you know, talk about my lowest points might help somebody else who's going through the same thing and realize, actually, I'm going through that. I must be normal and at least someone else has gone through it as well. But fortunately for myself, I didn't have the worst of kind of cancer, you know, Mm, but it could have gone the other way. So I can only speak on my experience. Yeah. But no, that's and that's right. But what I really am passionate about is not to try and paint Christianity in like some pretty picture that says, oh, just follow Jesus and everything's going to be okay mm. and you're going to have a happy and awesome life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doesn't necessarily make it easier, but you know he's there. Um, and, and I've known people who have died of cancer and I know there was people praying for them. I know people yeah. were believing that they were going to get healed. And sometimes God says no. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah, and that's hard to understand. And we're never going to understand. No. And that's what we've got to accept as well, is that God is so far above us, above our minds, that there are things he does that we'll never understand. And we've just got to take that, really. We've just got to trust him that he knows what's best. Um, but, you know, we all go through stuff. Um and I've not been through anything like you've been through, but I've had different struggles. And like you, sharing your story, you want to help others. I want to use my pain and, and hurt and mm. struggle to speak into other people's lives that I wouldn't have had the position to do had I not been through that. Yeah. And again, I think it's important if we have gone through something, when you get to the other side, to remember that God can use that time can use that struggle for for good ultimately and to help someone else even if we have to go through it first um, yeah, we might never see the result of that either exactly like i you know suffer all that and i'd be like well, what, what was all that about you know what's that about and like, like you said i do youtube and there is a video on youtube of me talking about my story and yeah. that's had thousands and thousands and thousands of views right and you know i could have affected one person yeah. You know, I could really help someone and I wouldn't know about it, but it's out there, you know. Yeah. No, but that but that's uh no, that is also and uh obviously we're so glad <laughs> that the treatment worked. Yeah. And um that you're here to share your story and it's so good that you're getting involved in all this stuff, that your life is full and you're happy, you're happily married now and pursuing your passions and uh that's amazing and uh we do thank God for that. We do thank I'm sure you do yeah, often. Um so that's basically it. Thank you so much for coming on, Matt. Um, just to remind people, Matt is uh, got a YouTube channel that he posts quite often. If, especially if you're into photography, yeah. um, you do a lot of like tutorials, um, how to shoot different things, how to take like yeah, wildlife um, or yeah. And the other thing I want to uh, bring across on my YouTube is 
um, you don't need the most expensive equipment. You don't need the best camera. You don't need the best lenses. So my stuff you could probably pick up now for you know five hundred quid, you know, for the lenses and camera. But you can still produce amazing quality stuff. So that's kind of like a goal of my channel, you know, to show people what you can do with equipment. Yeah, yeah because I like it. these days, like you say, you can have amazing quality pictures yeah. with really yeah. cheap um, stuff. Because um, they, you know, it's just like music stuff as well. Yeah, you can make, you can write a good song on a fifty-pound guitar just as well as you can write a good song on a five-thousand-pound guitar. Yeah. you know, it's not about expensive equipment, but what you can do with it. Yeah, but your mentality is, is oh, if I had that guitar, if I had that camera, I can take better pictures. I can make better music. But yeah. that's that's not true. It's not true at all. Because I could have a five-thousand-pound guitar and not be able to write a song. Does, doesn't make you a better musician or a songwriter. No, they were breaking marketing now, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting it. it. I'm getting it. You know, these media types are teaching me all yeah. about marketing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but there we go. Anything else you want people to go and uh, look at your YouTube? Anything else you've got going on? Um, if people want to book you for a party. Yeah, if you want to book me for a party, you can find me on YouTube. Message me on there. i got Facebook page as well. I think it's uh, Matt Bayless Photography and Video. Just yeah. find me on there. And... If you, uh, if you search Matt's Reptile and Aquatic World, you'll find my reptile page. And I can recommend it because it, it was fantastic when he did the fun day in church. Did you hold one of the snakes? Yeah, I held the, the tarantula as well. Oh, I had a great oh, day. I, I don't know if I could. I really don't know if I could. Uh, it's really soft. I was quite surprised. I thought it would be you know quite rough walking across your hands, but it, it's soft. <laughs> the, the, the tarantula now? Yeah, yeah. Not the, not the snake, no. Uh, I, I don't know if I could hold either of them. Um, well, next time I'm on the podcast, hint, hint, I'll bring some... Uh, yeah, well, game against the guest it, who can hold a tarantula longest. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> if we if we get um, 100 downloads on an episode, at some point, I will hold a snake. How's that? That's a deal. Yeah, all right. So that's it. So we've, we've come to the end of episode three. So these are going to be the first three episodes up um, that I will announce on the Noise Ministries anniversary concert. Are you coming to that, Matt? I am. I'll be there. Good man. Can you bring your camera? You're asking me now, are you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can do oh, that. Good man. See, I, I, if I ask you with witnesses, <laughs> you have to say yeah. Um, so happy day. So Matt will be there taking some snaps. That's going to be awesome. And so you will have listened to these three, hopefully. If you have listened to all three episodes by this point, please tweet me, I listened, hashtag Noise Podcast just so I get an idea of who's listening. Or if you haven't got Twitter, send me a message on Facebook, just so we're seeing who's listened. And maybe tell us what's been your highlight so far. One of my highlights was how bad Bayless was at uh, the game. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure not going to live that down. great. Not going to live that down. If you come on again, I'll let you bring the game because oh, you're brilliant at games and then you can test us and we can make fool of ourselves. Right, to finish the podcast, I've got a dice here and while I'm doing this, I want you two to think of your best joke and I'm going to try and finish these podcasts with a joke and depending on what this lands on is going to be which one of us has to tell the joke right. to end the podcast, okay? So, um, right, Matt, give I'm me... absolutely say, lost. Say on one, jokes. two or three. Three. Okay, three. So you're five and six. Mm-hmm. One or two? Two. Two, so you're three and four. I'm one and two. Okay, think of a joke, any joke. It I could be, I can't think of one. It could, it could be why the chicken cross the road <laughs> to get to the other side. Like that level. Okay, don't put too much pressure on yourself. 
This is worse than the tennis match game. Isn't it is, it? yeah. Right, I'm rolling. What were you? Five, five and six. six. I really hope Two and three. Oh, that's one. That's me. Okay, so the joke to end the podcast this week is my friends keep calling me a flamingo. In the end, I've had to put my foot down. Boom, boom. Wow. See you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>